Sound familiar? Only takes one bar of music for an MMA fan to recognize this. What about this one? Pretty recognizable too, I suppose. I'm gonna guess with a fair amount of certainty which one most of you like. In my mind, there's no comparison. The first theme is way better, and in case you aren't familiar, I'm talking about Pride's infamous intro theme, simply titled Pride Main Theme on iTunes. Yeah, that one. And comparing it to the UFC's theme they've had since Zufa bought the company and first debuted at UFC 40 for the biggest matchup in UFC history at the time, Tito Ortiz versus Ken Shamrock won. The name of the band is Stem and the song is called Face the Pain. I assume they also wrote the Ultimate Fighter song that actually used to play in the opening before Face the Pain came around at early UFC events, but that was some guy by the name of Jared Mendelsohn. Which appears to be a track written just for the UFC and it's called The Ultimate Remix, which is equally bad. So why doesn't Face the Pain compare to Pride's theme? Why do people love the Pride theme so much more? There are a few interesting angles to unpack this with. I'm Jason from MMA on Point and this is Pride vs. the UFC, the music. So the first point is the context of the song. When listening to Face the Pain without knowing its association to the UFC or knowing anything about it, you can immediately tell the time period it was written in. There's zero doubt anyone familiar with the new metal genre as it's called wouldn't be able to pinpoint directly to the late 90s or early 2000s time frame. That's when bands like Korn, Limp Bizkit, and P.O.D. were at their peak. New metal is essentially a blend of metal and a watered down kind of poppy sense with usually simpler forms of heavy guitar riffs mixed in with some rapping and sometimes hip hop beats. On the other side of things, guess when the Pride intro theme was written. And assume you know nothing about Pride, when it started or even what this song was written for. Just make a guess real quick based on the style and genre. And I'm pretty certain your guesses would be all over the place. You'd struggle to pinpoint a time frame, and if you were just hearing it for the first time, you wouldn't know where it came from. Another way of looking at this is with an example of how this is used in cinema. Coincidentally, Steven Seagal's 1990s classic, Marked for Death, outlines what I mean perfectly about context. If you want to hear music that dates itself pretty clearly, this screeching keyboard from the 90s gives you an overall generic feeling. Meanwhile, looking back at an escape scene from a film nine years its senior in Raiders of the Lost Ark, the theme is not only epic, but its score colors the scene entirely differently. You wouldn't know if this theme was recorded in this decade or all the way back in 1981 when this film came out. So you can probably see where I'm going with this. Face the Pain is a song from a fad genre from a specific time frame near the early 2000s that you can't help but feel is outdated and the Pride theme is completely timeless. You can listen to it 20 years from now and imagine it being written at any time and applied to a new MMA organization or movie today for that matter. Removing those direct timestamps means it never gets stale like a 
popular genre of music might once it fades. And that's not to say retro doesn't work or age well. Stranger Things shines a light on how a very 80s sound can translate incredibly well in a very self-aware fashion, and so can the originals from that time. And that quality about Pride's theme that separates from the time it was written in is one of the things that works so well about it. It's not trying to sound cool or edgy, it even sounds like something that could work in the opening ceremony of the Olympic Games. Welcome to the world-famous Maracanã Stadium in Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, for the opening ceremony of the Games of the 31st Olympiad. It gives everything this massive feeling, not like some guy trying to do backyard pro wrestling and needs a sick guitar riff, bro. Tonight I'm gonna fucking go now. And another problem with it is, let's be real, metal in any form, whether you like it or not, is a polarizing genre. There's nothing wrong with that inherently, and I don't think it's a bad thing. I think some people even enjoy that quality about it. But it's not for everyone is a fair statement to make. But not even big metal fans like this genre of music. Rap rock band with the DJ. Yeah! Somebody tell this band what year it is. So it's this weird in-between of genre that no one really likes anymore. When you are an organization trying to appeal to the largest audience possible and your slogan is... Because it doesn't matter what color you are, what country you come from or what language you speak, we're all human beings and fighting's in our DNA, man. We get it and we like it. Cinematic and epic will always work so much better for the broadest audience, and although it can bring back some great memories, the Pride theme does a much better job of invoking nostalgia. Seriously, I've never heard anyone say that they hate the Pride theme. Going with something that is trying way too hard to be cool and isn't self-aware inherently appeals to a much more limited group of people. And my point in bringing up about how it can be a polarizing genre is that it's actually a deterrent for those who don't enjoy it. One hilarious and poignant example is how Seattle's businesses dealt with loitering and crime issues in their city. They literally started blaring classical music in areas that people would hang out and loiter. Crowds of up to 25 people in a parking lot where supposedly even drug deals would occur. Because people hated the music that was playing so much, they literally left and they stopped doing all that in front of the businesses that took the strategy on. Music is a pretty powerful tool. You can use it to draw someone in or literally compel them to go away. I'd be willing to bet that if you put a case study together with people who watch the UFC product with an epic Olympic style theme like Pride did versus leaving it with something like Face the Pain, you'd have much more favorable reviews and likely way more folks that would be likely to give the UFC another watch from people that saw the epic and cinematic theme instead of Face the Pain. What the UFC's theme currently does right now is it turns people away en masse. It's something that even goes deeper to hearkening back to an age before regulation in MMA. It's this awful style that comes from a time when the UFC was really not doing very well, and it really makes me think of that more than anything else. So let me know what you think. Do you think the UFC should actually keep this theme? Are you one of the people that actually likes new metal? Sorry. And I'm thinking about doing this as a series, comparing various specific aspects of the UFC and Pride, and seeing who did what better. And by the way, Pride won't always win. Just putting that out there. Thanks for watching my video, guys. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe and like. We upload at least three times per week with videos about MMA, and it really helps us out when you do so. If I miss anything, let me know in the comments, and you can follow me personally for more conversation on Twitter at JasonTheHeart, or follow our official account at OnPointMMA. Thanks so much, and I'll catch you guys on the next video. 
arts go together like punching people in the face and mixed martial arts. And usually the odds makers out there in Las Vegas come out on top, but sometimes they get things wrong, way wrong. And today we're going to count down the biggest betting underdogs to come out on top in the history of MMA. So this list is not the biggest upsets in MMA history. We already did that one and you should go check it out. This list is